about you, but I'm happy that the weekend is here. Welcome to the Robert Davi Show. Jim Watkins filling in for the Renaissance Man, and I am so excited. I could hardly get any sleep last night. Uh, one of my dearest friends, uh, someone I consider a mentor, someone who I think is also a pioneer in radio broadcasting. He is joining me today for the entire hour, and we are going to talk about a lot of heavy things. Uh, I consider him an, a brilliant man. We've had many discussions. His name is Mancal Muller, and many of you who are listening may know the, the, the Mancal. He is uh, probably one of the biggest Chicago personalities ever. Formerly nationally syndicated. That's when I met him. That's when we worked together. We know a lot of the same stories, but he is just an absolute genius when it comes to uh, entertainment. And at the same time, he's a humbled man. He's a very humbled man. And I'm kind of jealous because he got to go see Tears for Fears last night. And that's one of my favorite bands. So let's bring him on. Hi, man. Cal, how are you? Jim, great honor to be here. Now, who is Robert Davi? I heard an intro for a Robert Davi. Robert Davi is a producer, writer, singer, actor, Jim. and he started Jim. doing this show. He actually, you may remember years ago, he replaced Jerry Doyle Jim, when Jerry passed away. So anyway, but Jim. that's a little insider. Yes, sir. Jim, I'm pulling your leg. I uh, I know Robert, of course. <laughs> uh, he's in my favorite movie of all time, Die Hard, and he's yes. one of the James Bond villains. I'm a James Bond fanatic, and that's I right. was out to dinner with the great director, Robert Altman and Siskel Niebuhr. And they were being protested uh, over some of their comments. Uh, it doesn't matter what the point was. And they said, what was their favorite movie? And someone said something by Truffaut. And then Casablanca came up. And I said, well, I think Die Hard. And that was pretty much, the, it was the four of us. And that was the end of the evening, as far as I was concerned. They they, would, they didn't talk to me again for the rest of the night. <laughs> but, but I can argue that Die Hard with Bruce Willis and the, the music and the McTiernan directing and everything else is a perfect movie. And, of course, you saw me in my big movie with Bruce Willis which was a dream come true, Death Wish. Yes. Yeah. I, I did. Uh, so what do well, you know, again, uh, there's there's a lot that we're going to try to talk about. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have sort of your perspective on uh, this program. And, and Dobby, by the way, is doing a new movie on Hunter Biden, uh, which oh, has great. been occupying a lot of his time, and he's supposed to be back. But And that'll be a good one because it kind of dovetails into what we're doing here. Yeah, I haven't talked to you at length about the political situation in our country. Uh, in fact, we never even had an opportunity to talk about Trump or any of that. But w give me your assessment of how the Joe Biden administration and the presidency is going. <laughs> well, Jim, I also heard Davi is in this new Mark Joseph movie uh, called Reagan with Quaid as Reagan. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, brother, you say I'm a mentor. So let me let me you don't mind me helping you here. I don't want to embarrass you on the air, but that, that's way too big of a question. Uh, I'm backing a guy here locally for governor, and they said, elaborate. I said, what do you mean? That was the question. Elaborate. Elaborate. That's your question? What do I think of Trump? I think Trump was uh, incredible. I think that ego did him in, E-G-O. I still believe it. I sat with his children. I sat with actor Jim Caviezel. You may remember as Jesus. Sure. I sat with the blonde-headed Duke brother from Dukes of Hazard. And I sat with other luminaries, and basically we all agreed that the jabbing was nonsense. And, of course, I believe that Trump believes the forced jab and all the papers and everything was nonsense. But his ego is such. And, I, look, I, I'm, I've had friendly times with him. I've gone to dinner with him. I went to the Duran Duran concert with Donald Trump. The media totally portrayed him incorrectly. But I do think his ego will not allow him to ever admit he's wrong. 
Um, and look, I think he's great. I think he did great stuff. I'd be happy with, you know, look, I'd, I'd be happy with some anti-LeBron James tweets and some dollar forty-three gas right about now. So, you know, but really, if he would just be quiet, if he could calm down a little bit and humble himself, uh, I think this guy would, would come back and have an incredible second term. Well, some people say that if it's the policies that Trump did that worked, but the personality, like you just said, if he could learn to be quiet, and I had really hoped that he would do that during the first administration. But uh, again, I have no, I have no critical analysis of Trump because he did more as as president than all of the other politicians put together, and I think that will that will be his legacy. But you know, there's DeSantis; he's sort of lurking in the background. Rick Scott kind of trying to turn, uh, assert himself. But as far as politics, like, this is something that you think about every single day, or are you sort of in a different space now where because you're not, you've chosen to get out of broadcasting with all the doom and gloom and the COVID? And I want to talk about that. But are you yeah. walking around now with your head full of politics like you did when you were on the air a few years ago in Chicago? Well, look, I had to. You know, I had to eat, uh, eat, drink, and breathe it. Of course, um, and you know, I would watch Entertainment Tonight and read Entertainment Weekly before those, before we had other things. Um, I was, you know, I, every waking moment was to prepare for a show. And I've got children, and and look after the, uh, and I do believe stolen election. Um, I, I, I think probably there was enough uh, dislike by many of Trump, not me, that uh, he probably did lose fair and square. Although I think there was enormous cheating. I do. Look, I know his inner circle, his inner circle, everybody around him, uh, and I mean really close friends of his, he lost. Uh, But there was massive cheating. We should fix the voting. We should have voter ID. Um, Look, brother, I, uh, you know, God, it's such a, you're asking me big questions. Uh, Don't ignore, don't ignore the signs. Look, we we are living in precarious times. I think we're sliding towards communism. Uh, and I feel that it just pisses off the liberal communist. I don't know why we say liberal. We should say communist. I think it pisses off the democratic communist. When I'm out, I'm a well-known uh, right winger, I guess, conservative, libertarian, freedom lover, and I'm I'm not. I am not going to let them insert their fear into me. And that's what this thing out of Wuhan was all about, right? Here yeah. in Illinois, we were under house arrest for for months, and every minute of the TV was fear, fear the four-letter F word that controls the masses. So they got everybody in America locked up and then they injected fear into us. Well, it doesn't work on me. Uh, I'm more of a carrot than a stick kind of guy. So I'm happy, I'm living my life. And look, I was brought into a meeting, a major corporation, and they said, we don't want you to mention Jesus Christ. We don't want you to mention the looters as anything but self-righteous or righteous looters. Um, And don't question the election. Uh, and they had a, they had more. Look, your ratings are great. We want you to continue. We love you. But and look, it's their it's their company. If uh, CRN here that we're on doesn't want us to do this, we're gone. I'm not angry. It's their it's their platform. So I'm not angry. And of course, anytime now, uh, anytime any uh, guy of my uh, nationality shows any kind of emotion, it's anger. No, there's a difference. It's passion. It's excitement. He's yelling. No, I speak clearly and loudly so that you can hear me. So anyway, I just got sick of the nonsense. Uh, Manhole covers, the people covering. I couldn't say ventriloquist dummy because that's an insult to the artist. The artistry of ventriloquism. Uh, 
uh, you know, it's a puppet uh, or a marionette. Uh, it's just the nonsense. So when you hear someone, uh, Ben Shapiro would be one I would mention, who I don't believe at all, my opinion, don't believe Ben Shapiro at all. I think many of these people, I'm not saying Ben is, but I think many of these people are plants. They're fakes. They're phonies. I've seen behind the curtains, guys. And when you hear some Republican conservative yelling, he's not saying anything that isn't pre-approved by the left. So you're not really hearing anything on the radio anymore. And that's not an environment a freedom fighter could exist right. in. No, it'd be frustrating because every day you'd get off the air and you'd wonder, okay, is this the day? This is my last day? Did I? And that and that's an unusual amount of pressure. I remember it was around the time when you were on LS, and there was a memo, and it was right about the time that Biden and the election had had ended, and and there was this memo that went out uh, saying exactly what you said. It came out from your corporation, which we won't mention, but your corporation sent out a memo to all of you guys saying, don't say this. You must enforce vaccinations. Do not say anything about adverse effects. And I thought, this can't be. This is the second or third largest broadcast group in the world. And they're censoring people who, by their very nature, are free speech advocates. And I thought, well, this can't be good. And then, of course, now we have a an FCC commissioner uh, who is uh, being tr- trying, uh, Biden is trying to appoint Xi Xi Son, who I believe is a transsexual. Not that that matters, but it does matter because their worldview is going to be uh, targeting people who do not accept them or affirm them. And I think that right wing or conservative talk radio over the next five years is, is in the bullseye. They're going to start with Fox and then they're going to start uh, adding all kinds of new hoops for broadcasters to have to go through to show that their content is fair and balanced, but they'll find other words. And I, I think if we don't start to solidify within the uh, the business of, you know, talk radio, then we are going to be silenced, just like many people were silenced, like Don Imus was silenced, Michael Savage was silenced. There were a lot of people who have been silenced or pushed out because they are deemed a threat. And so we have to take a break. When we come back, I want you to kind of jump in and respond. And then I also want to talk about this new poll that's out, yet another poll telling us that God, that that people don't love God anymore. And I know that's something important to you. So let's talk about that when we come back. You're listening to The Robert Davi Show. My guest, Man Cal Muller. Stay tuned. Davi. Today, Jim Watkins in. We're talking with Mancal Muller about the state of the world, about a lot of things. I'm so glad he could join us today. Uh, Mancal, what do you think, how long before the apocalypse? When when does the world end? Robert Davi, Robert Davi, Robert, <laughs> and now, and now Mancal. Wah, wah, bait and switch. <laughs> uh, all, I, I, you know, brother, what does the Bible tell us? No man shall know. But remember, uh, you know, I, I feel like during Pride Month, I'm seasoning my food with the salt that was Lot's wife. And if you're a Christian, you're laughing yeah. right now. If you're not, I, it doesn't matter, I oh, guess. But, oh, but I listen, get it, man. I, well, it does matter. What? What? It does matter. Right. I mean, okay. it's. I don't understand it. What happened? Now everybody's obsessed with transsexual. It's crazy. LGBT has gone well, wild. Uh, well, Jim, 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 I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you something. I asked 100 people, and and I was being sincere. I was not being sarcastic. I was not being mean, any of that. 
Um, of course, those that point the fingers the most um, will, will be offended, right? No matter what yep. you say, so I don't care anymore. But I asked 100 people, what, what, are they, what, what's the pride, what is the pride about? What does, you know, pride come before the fall? Maybe that's what, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, what's the pride that's about? Right. And then a, a, guy, a, guy, a guy finally said to me, said, listen, if you are with a very beautiful woman, are you proud? I said, I, I, I guess I am. He said, well, that, that's what it is. But that, I don't even know that that's a good answer, but it's like, that's the only answer I got. Um, they had they had some guy on all these billboards in Chicago, and he's smiling, and his eyes are twinkling, and he's got the rainbow flag, and it's some guy, and it says he exemplifies pride. Okay, he exemplifies pride. I, I look, I'm like MLK Jr. I judge people based on character, not skin color, not who they slept with, um, and you know not what their forefathers did, but you know who they are right now, their character right now. And uh, it's kind of old-fashioned. I also base people on work ethic. And all, these things are all gone now. Character doesn't matter. Work ethic doesn't matter. Uh, you just uh, you just go by skin color and who they sleep with, I guess. How, how animalistic. Jim, I'm going to tell you something. You, you know the bath fat or whatever it's called, the thing that the, the Satan worshippers worship, that goat-headed thing? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the I, don't, I don't know that much about it, but I figure. know. Mm-hmm. You know that it's a hermaphrodite, right? And you know that Satanists believe in transsexualism. Because right. God created two sexes, and the communist, liberals, Democrats created a hundred others. This is all the breaking down of society. This is the breaking, you know, this is the, the, you know, God's creation, our temple. Break that down, destroy it, get you to question yourself on the most basic level, and divide and conquer. Uh, this, this is all about the Chinese communists dividing and conquering us. And, of course, in the Bible, China is mentioned strongly, Russia is mentioned strongly, and America is not. And people say, well... Well, no, that's because, you know, we, we, how could they have foreseen America? We weren't around. Well, neither was Russia. Neither was China, as far as they knew. The guy sitting in the cave, John, writing the book. Uh, I think it's either because we're nuked, uh, and China is ready for a nuke. My sources in China tell me they have so many people. A nuke from us, they would shrug it off and welcome the space. Um, look, they see us as their farmland. I've been to China several times. They see America as their farmland. And and they plan hundreds of years in advance. We do four years in advance. They do hundreds of years. And their plan is for us to all be dead and for us uh, to, to not be here. So, um, and again, the well, Bible kind of yeah. points to that. So either China takes over or we're, we're nuked off the map or something horrible happens. So how close are the end times? I, you know, it, 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 the clock is ticking. Uh, I want to tell you, Jim, quickly, my father was a cabinet salesman, made $30,000 a year, a regular guy, and uh, was not given to to psychics or crystals or uh, horoscopes or any of that nonsense. He was was a a Bible guy, as I am, and uh, so I'm just – but he had a vision from God. He had one vision. It was in the 70s, and he got us together, and he was trembling and and teary-eyed somewhat, but he got me and my brothers together and my mother, and he said, look, I – I had a vision, and God told me for you boys to know that when Taiwan is taken by China, and this is in the 70s, when Taiwan is taken by China and America does nothing, God wanted you to know that's your signal that it's over. Everything's over. Now, I never know if you're joking or not, but I'm going to assume that you're telling the truth, and it's kind of creepy because I expect that in the next year that'll be the case. Well, I, I hope it's not the next year, and I and I, of course I am a, a professional smartass, but um, in this case, I'm, I'm you know it's it's the truth. Uh-uh. All right, so let's let's get on to something else too. COVID. How did you deal with it? Is this not the biggest crock of of, of 
the biggest scam ever foisted upon humanity, and yet so many people believe it. Why? Why do people fall for this scam? Even today, there was an interchange between Rand Paul and Fauci, and Fauci admitted on television on C-SPAN 3, which nobody watches, that these vaccines are really kind of worthless for children under the age of five because they're, uh, they have natural immunity to it mostly anyway. And yet uh, parents are happy about this. What is going on? Why are people so gullible? You, can you explain that? Yes. They'd rather fit in than look stupid. We wondered when we were kids, how could something like the Nazis happen? How could something like slavery happen? Wouldn't you help uh, a fleeing African? Wouldn't you uh, help a fleeing Jewish family that you had known? Uh, I think you and I would. But I think we really see now who the Nazis are, who the fascists are, uh, who, who really would turn us in if we didn't have our papers. I think we know which of our friends and family members and neighbors this, this whole thing has been very revealing. Yeah. And, of course, it was all about control, right? you got to oh, yeah. always remember that you put, the, the, the real simple equation, Jim, is problem, reaction, solution. And here's how it goes. They create the problems. They in, they in charge. They that are run by China are, are, are you know, remember our military, our, our, our generals called China and said, if, any, if we do anything, we will alert you first. <laughs> we'll let you know. But that's treason. <laughs> that's treason. And I think they used to execute traitors. But that's where we're at right now, that we would tell China anything we're doing militarily. That's frightening. Anyway, problem, reaction, solution. Problem, reaction, solution. Hear me out. They create the problems. Those in charge, the president, the Chinese backers, the families, the secret societies, whatever, whatever you think they is. We react with fear. The foreign or effort that controls the masses. Fear. Everything we do is fear. fear. Look, the turn on cable news. It's all fear-based. I'm a fearless individual. I don't let it infect me. Fear is mentioned 365 times in the Bible, and it's always of the devil. The Bible tells us over and over, fear not. Problem, reaction, solution. They create the problem. We react in fear. A fearful man will do anything for safety, and we give up more money in whatever. They plunder more of our wealth, more of our land, more of our whatever. And, and, and there's always new rules. That's the solution. You and I are enslaved further and further and retreat further and further away from everything that's going on. And they get more and more control when they created the problem to begin with. This was oh, all created. We... This was all. Look, we're not supposed to be. We're not. Look, we're not. Bioweapons are, Ameri- are, 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 are It's It's all uh, illegal and un-American. And they admitted in Ukraine we had. What did they say? They admitted to America. Listen to this. America had 11, 11 bioweapons factories in Ukraine. I'm not pro-Russia, guys, but can you imagine if Mexico had had 11 Russian bioweapon factories? Yeah, that would be weird, right? Yeah, you would think somebody would be a little concerned about that. Hang on, because uh, we're going to go to the next logical step in this world of tyranny and talk about digital IDs and the mark of the beast and all that. So hang on. We'll continue our discussion with Man Cal Muller right here on the Robert Dobby Show. Jim Watkins filling in. Stay tuned. Don't go away. You know, before we get to the Mark of the Beast and digital ID passports and all that, I kind of want to go back to to Trump because, you know, man, Cal, I haven't had a lot of in-depth conversations with people who who think like me. Isn't it fascinating that this guy just kind of came along and 
Isn't it also fascinating, Man Cal Muller, that everybody loved Donald Trump when he was on TV and he and he uh, had all of his uh, shows, the, the the show about you know competition, uh, the the you know the the beauty pageants. The guy was a success. He everybody sort of recognized that he was kind of pompous, but there wasn't that hate. What I see is that the hate was actually generated by the media, and that's when I got a really bad feeling in my stomach that they were in bed with a Democratic Party. I wonder if I was being naive, but what fascinated you about that, that whole period? Because nobody thought he would win. That was the the most amazing thing. People would, were joking, ah, this guy can't win, but he won. Then he goes on and does an incredible job at, at being the president. It's just an amazing thing. There was you a prophet have... called, am I yeah. back on? There was a prophet called Kim Clement who predicted it, and I was right there, and I believed all along, and I knew for years before everyone, and stated, and stated it. I mean, it's easily proven. There's tape of it. I uh, I always knew Trump would win. Look, I spent. T- I, I have a, a, a letter from Trump hanging in my house where he calls me his hero. Uh, again, I told you we went to Duran Duran Red Carpet Massacre together. Uh, <laughs> That's he amazing. He got me into Rayo's, <laughs> a restaurant in, in New York several times, as did a, a friend of mine named Michael Horn. Uh, our mutual oh, yeah, Mike Horn. Okay. Guys, yeah. the, 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 the Donald Trump that was portrayed by the media, I don't recognize at all, having known the man. I mean, he, is, he really is a, a, a cool He's a cool guy. Obviously, people want to hang out with him. Here, here's, here's what's happened, brother. At, at around 240 years, every society starts to fall apart. At around 240 years, 250, for, forever, since the beginning of recorded history. And soldiers go, you know, and conquer, and they're manly, and they win, and they win, and they win. And when there's no more conquering to do, we get soft and and turn parasitic, and we invite other people in to do our dirty work, which is what America has done. You've got a bunch of spoiled sissy boys uh, in the media and in America. They're not men. They're wimps. And Donald Trump was a man, an alpha male. Um, many of these guys don't have fathers, and if they did, they were of the TV variety. You know, look look at white men on TV. Fat, stupid. You take money from them if you're the kid, right? <laughs> look how stupid he is. And, and I mean, have you looked around at our people? Have you looked around at them? I mean, have you, have you been to an airport? Have you been to an amusement park? Have you been to a restaurant? They wear their pajamas to the restaurant? What, 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 you know you're outside? You know people can see you? And Donald Trump said, no. No, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not. We're not going to buy into the, uh, you know, the, all the peace uh, BS, which is a money-making deal. We're not buying into the, you know, the pipelines uh, being bad for us. No, America needs to be energy independent. That's when we had a dollar forty-three gas. He said no, and these parasitic wimps that pass for men, and I'm talking about my people, white guys with their tubby guts and their flip-flops and their crappy musical taste. Um, I mean, that that really, by the way, that really is why why uh, all the white women want uh, uh, African-American guys, because they're encouraged to be men, be muscular, masculine, and tough. White guys are the bad guys. Sit down and shut up. And you're questionable, uh, I don't know what they are, male or female, these teachers anymore. I met some of them, some of my kids. Uh, of course, they tell all the little white kids to sit down and shut up. So, so look, you've got, you've got a wimpy group of, uh, of leaders. And Trump said, no, stand up, fight. China's the enemy. And that's what it was. I, I think your take is wrong. Love you, Jim. I think your take is wrong. I think we just have a bunch of uh, uh, godless sissies that don't like to be told what to do. 
Trump said no. Well, yeah. No, uh, you can't. You can't. Hey, hey, you can't poop on the sidewalk. You're a vagrant. Get out of here. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, you you can't perform on some guy uh, in a, in a parade. Sorry, you're mean. You're so mean. You know, and our and our quality of life is being destroyed. Who's to say that? That's the liberal thing, Jim. That's what we all have to remember. Who's to who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say we shouldn't have drag queen story hour for five year olders? Who's to say? You, me, stand up, fight. What did uh, King Herod or uh, Pontius Pilate said? Truth. What is truth? What is truth anyway? Uh, yeah. What's it like living in Chicago? I mean, you're right. Well, uh, brother, do you go out I, anymore? I, 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 I go. Uh oh! I think we lost him to the. I think he he's been silenced by Comcast. <laughs> Mad Cal Muller joining us on the Robert Davi Show, hosted by Jim Somebody, uh, having a good time just talking about the issues. Uh, we uh, kind of go back when uh, Mad Cal and I, and I remember the first time I met him, uh, watched him do his show, and, and it blew me away. This is the old school of radio where people actually dared to be funny, and they would, you know, come up with comic bits, and they made it fun to listen to the radio. You know, and you never knew what to expect, and that was sort sort of the thing that made it magical. But all that magic seems to have gone away. There is no magic in entertainment. It's all, even even uh, even the movies. I mean, look what they've done, man, cow. They've ruined Star Wars. They've uh, they've ruined uh, the music industry. Is is yucky. What's what's to be excited about? I mean, you go to a you go to a Tears for Fears concert. That's exciting to me, and that band's forty years old. 50, 50, five decades. Listen, Jim, what, what I was going to say is I go out every single day and I live and I love and you do not have paralysis by analysis. I urge people, don't let these communist bastards win. Put a smile on your face. Don't wear the stupid paper muzzle. Reject them. Reject them. Do not retreat. Fight. I go out and I have a big bottle of champagne. I own a restaurant in Chicago, the greatest restaurant in Chicago called Marquesa. And I have a hit podcast and I just tell it like it is. And I don't give two shiznits about these fearful wimps. And uh, we got to stop backing down. So, look, uh, Star Wars, there's a character called Third Sister. Look, I love Lando Calrissian and other African-American characters. She's just a bad actress. And it's all about this woke BS. And uh, they ruined, yes, they've ruined Star Wars. The new movie, Willow, which I loved Willow, a George Lucas movie when I was a kid, a Ron Howard, George Lucas movie. Now, yeah. uh, the little girl that Willow rescued is in a lesbian relationship with Val Kilmer's daughter in the sequel. Uh, it goes on and on. There's there's stuff on the Disney Channel, man. They, they hate your children. I mean, I oh love going God. to Disney World. I'll, I'll never go again. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask you because you're a big fan of Disney, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. the new the new doc the new Doctor Strange and of course all the women in these movies have to be ugly. I hate to say it, but you know you can't sexualize these women. I guess so. All the all the new female superheroes are kind of tubby and out of shape. And uh, this one had two moms and wore the flag, <laughs> the uh, pride flag, the entire movie, the last Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> but you also got a nice side of uh, of satanic stuff in this last Doctor Strange movie. Uh, strange days indeed, Jim. Strange days indeed. Now, this digital ID thing that we can talk about, I was reading about it this morning. The guy that used to be one of the CEOs, a co-founder of Pfizer, wrote an article in Epoch Times today. And he says this whole pandemic 
virus thing is nothing more than a way to get us all to hook up to digital wallets, which means basically like in China with their social credit. You think that your smartphone that you love so much that you can't take your eyes off, that is going to be your ball and chain. The government is going to control you if they ever get to digital ID passports in this country, which is what they're doing in Europe. They've already done it in China. And uh, it, it, that to me is the most frightening thing facing us right now. And most people, I fear, Mancow, are just going to say, hey, if it makes me safer, I'll do it. And that makes me lose sleep at night because we are literally months away, maybe a year or two away from global tyranny. And most people aren't even aware of it. So, well, I have a lot to say. Do I have time we'll to say hold, Hang on, because we got to take one of those those uh, breaks. And we'll be back in just a moment with my conversation with Man Cal Muller. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robert Dobby Show. Don't go anywhere. I think if I threatened to kill people, if they didn't eat your cookies, they still wouldn't eat them. You know what I think of your cookies? That's what I think of your cookies. <laughs> you know, one one time I was in Chicago and I had the honor of hanging out with Mancal Muller. And he took me around. He's an interesting guy when you walk into, he'll talk to anybody. And he had me go and try to find him a gurgling cot. And I didn't even know what it was, but it's a high-end uh, thing. And, I, and I've been dying to ask him after 10 years, did you ever find one? <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's not a high-end thing. It's a cheap thing. They're out of Boston, and it's, it gurgles. It's an, anyone in Boston knows what it is. It's a fish-shaped water pitcher, and when you pour it, it gurgles, and it's called the gurgling cod. It's, uh, you've, you, everybody's seen one in their life. It's a pretty standard-looking thing. Yeah. But uh, I was just I was having some fun with you. Uh, so, you were. Uh, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about the digital ID. I've also held uh, Neuralink, which is the size of a quarter. Much thinner, paper thin, but the size of a quarter, metallic, with hundreds of hair-like wires coming off of it. This is being developed by Elon Musk. It's so tough because I love Elon, a lot of what he says, and yet he is developing this link that will go on the back of your neck and will connect to your brain. And you'll basically have all of the knowledge of the Internet uh, directly wired into your brain, anything you think about. And, and also, Jim, you'll be able to be a, an air pilot instantly you'll be able to you'll be able to do anything because it'll be linked into your brain so you'll have you'll have this knowledge and then of course you know knowledge used to what double every couple of million years now it doubles every Five. i forget how many years but uh you yeah. know once everyone is hooked to neuralink knowledge will double and just keep you, going you don't think going, our heads going. will explode you don't think no, it'll I, cause I, 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 I think that will be uh, there'll be you know biomechanical things added to us. This is what the elites want: the people that don't believe in God, and it will be a form of immortality, but it'll be you know mechanical, and uh, you will just live on. And that's what they want. And 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 they want these diseases, and they're destroying the food processing plants and k killing off cattle and everything else. In my opinion, to uh, they really do view us as a cancer. You know, people talk about Bohemian Grove or this family or that family or this bad guy or that bad guy. Uh, all these secret meetings, and I really, and I was asked to be a member of the Council of Foreign Relations when you had me on all those stations, and I was on Fox News Channel every day, and uh, I, I know what it's about, guys, and I'm just telling you, you can make it very mysterious, and you can run down the rabbit hole and try to tell everybody that doesn't want to listen to you, but here's, here's the real bottom line. That is, they view human life as cancer. They, you know, the Bill Gates of the world, the Fauci's of the world, they're smart, we're not, we are just 
uh, taking up their air and their space and and eating their food. And so they really do. We're, we're useful idiots. They, they want us gone. And that's what everything's about. The elites. When you know that, it all makes sense. Well, I read today that in 2010, Bill Gates was bragging from Davos about how exciting it was to be in the world of vaccines because the profit margins, basically, it's a 20 to 1 investment. And I thought, well, that explains a lot. Here's a guy who's got all the money in the world, and but he wants more of it. It never ends. It's like an unquenchable thirst. But the thing that people don't realize is that these guys, like you just said, we we all in, in, in uh, pretend land... Uh, think that they're doing it for our own good, that we're being protected by these these overlords like Fauci, who gets practically worshipped every time he you know gets on TV and everybody loves him. But these guys don't that they don't love us. They don't sit there and have compassion for us. They're looking at it strictly from a, a, a zero sum game. How do we get in control so that we don't have to worry about dissenters and people who want to screw up the system and people who want to work against the grain. This really is like a combination of, I almost think that the the, the elites have convinced themselves secretly that communism is the better system. Do you think that's true? I mean, it must I be don't true, think right? It, I don't you think know it, it, brother. I know it. We have been sold out. And listen, uh, the, the Chinese are just sitting back. I don't even think they have to do anything anymore. We're, we're just no. rotting from within. This is what was predicted. Uh, we got to fight for our freedom. We have look. There's a reason our kids have been dumbed down. You know, if you homeschool your kids, I, I want people to hear me on this. If you homeschool your children or you have your grandkids homeschool or whatever, there's a real danger that they may not be homosexual communists. Uh, they might actually like God, crazy and freedom. So be careful if you homeschool your kids. Uh, yeah, brother, it's all by design. Have you seen how stupid TV is? Have you seen no, the kids' school books? Let me tell you something. I'm in Chicago, uh, the heartland of America, right? And the two nearest communities nearest to me, these are affluent areas. Uh, African-American children do not have to attend school, nor do they have to take tests to graduate, to pass. Attendance is not a requirement, nor is testing. So the Democrats, you know, and then they want everybody let in. The Democrats, they, they don't care. They don't want you educated. They want to keep people stupid so that they keep voting Democratic. They want them on the nipple. They want them on the public cheese, right? The welfare cheese, the, the, the government cheese. Uh, no, it's all by design. They're commies, of course. Hey, man, last read... night this guy, uh, this, this lead singer for Tears for Fears is a communist. He has a, no he has a, a mansion in London and a mansion in Hollywood Hills. It, it makes, I want to hear. No sense. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. It doesn't to me either. These people are, are which rich beyond anyone's wildest dreams, and they're the ones that are leading the charges that we all should become socialists. It's amazing to me that or dead. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking. Okay. So you've interviewed a lot. You know what's going on in music and everything. Probably more than the average person. Who do you think is really the most talented? Uh, you know, musician you've ever met blows you away, just unbelievable. I, 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 have, I think it has to be either David Gilmore or Mick Jagger. Well, I've met everyone. Mick Jagger yeah. still has it going on. Mick Jagger has the personality of an accountant. It's all about money. It's all about numbers in the seat. Uh, m numbers, numbers of people in the seats. Uh, it's it, uh, Keith Richards is a real rocker. Mick is an accountant. Mick uh, is not really into the fame, not really into any of it. 
he shakes his hip this way and he makes another thousand dollars. Gilmore and a lot of the English musicians like the band Genesis have the personality of uh, something I flush. They have no personality. <laughs> they're, they're, well, they're shell-shocked. They were raised during the bombings, uh, you know? The shocking thing I, I tell people is um, I think Rick Springfield is one of the most talented people on earth. Uh, I thought the Moody Blues that I got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I certainly think uh, Justin Hayward is one of the most yeah. talented people on earth. And, um, and, and the manager of the Beatles, who was a Christian, uh, who was in three of the Beatles' weddings, uh, uh, I think two for Paul McCartney and one for George Harrison, and he transcribed George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. He said that there was never anyone that was as genuine or as talented. This is the, and he managed the Beach Boys too. Now think about this: the manager of the Beach Boys and the Beatles. Who did he tell me was the most incredible musical mind in his lifetime? You ready? Yeah. Waylon Jennings. Really? That's I don't amazing. get it. I don't, I don't get it. But he said he was the real deal. He said, you know, McCartney and all these guys, they did it for money and it was business and they, they, they were worried what the, you know, it was, it, was, it was a sales job. He said real talent, real genuine talent was Waylon Jennings. Not my, not my music, but, but there you go. So with our minute or two left, what's, what are you working on now? Anything you can tell me or are we going to see something I, big I, I from Mad I want to tell you, people are interested, there's a book called uh, Birthright by Timothy Alberino. He is a modern-day Indiana Jones. Uh, we are going to travel the world to some of these ancient cities. Birthright by Timothy Alberino. What do UFOs, the government's interaction... Look, if you don't believe in UFOs right now, you're the conspiracy theorist. The government's admitted it. Their connection with extraterrestrials, what does it have to do with the rapture? How does it tie into the Bible? And what's coming for us? And what is the Catholic Church's involvement? I don't make any money on this. I'm just telling you it's one of the best books I've read in the last decade. Birthright by Timothy Alberino. I have a I have a podcast, M-A-N-C-O-W. That's M-A-N-C-O-W. It's an award-winning podcast, loved around the world. I do a new one every Monday, and you can join me there. And I'm on Instagram under Man Cal Muller. There's a lot of fakes, but find me, and, and I, I respond, and you can direct message me. And God bless all of you folks. And, and uh, you better look at your Bible. It's a blueprint for what's coming. Uh, indeed. I appreciate you. It's good to hear your voice, my friend, and uh, I hope that we can talk again soon. I'm sure we will. Thanks again for carving out some time. I know after a, a late night of partying, you're pro Oh, by the way, you didn't tell me you own that restaurant that I paid, bought you lunch in a few years ago. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm glad to know it was your restaurant because it was actually a very fine restaurant. All right, man, Cal Mulder, thank you for joining me on the program today. You take care and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank you. It's good to have him on. What a great guy. Really nice guy. You know, there aren't a lot of people in the industry that I can truly call friends, but he's one of them. Uh, we're coming up on uh, the hard break here at the top of the hour. I did want to just uh, remind the folks, you've got to stay. This is an interesting time that we're in. Uh, I read just two reports today, both of them on the Epoch Times. I would, I would encourage you. One is from uh, uh, Peter McCullough. Uh, who has some interesting things to say about what these vaccines are going to be doing to our children. And you should read that because it's happening. The 20th of June, they're going to start rolling out vaccines for five-year-olds and younger. And you need to know what your government is doing to your children. 
And also another article written also on the Epoch Times about how they're using the pandemic to move us, as we discussed, moving us towards a digital ID passport, which basically means your uh, smartphone is going to be a nonstop surveillance and monitoring and controlling device. And when you read what this former CEO of Pfizer has to say about how he was outed once he started to realize what was going on, it will move you and you will lose sleep, but you'll be informed and you'll be the better of it. So until next time, thanks again to Mancal for showing up. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Thank you so much to the folks out everywhere, whether you're in Vegas, whether you're Colorado Springs or Phoenix or Albuquerque or Hot Springs. We love you very much and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend.